happy midsummer nights and days, and welcome back to Voices of the Valley Flora and Fauna. This is Chambry, Soleil, and Ramona Gaylord. And this week, we are not actually going to discuss plants and animals. Rather, we will focus our attention to other stellar sorts of science, those of the celestial sphere. As July fades and the August days of summer begin, I am always anxious to spend time under the Milky Way and make a wish upon a star. If you watch the starry sky, night sky from a dark location, a few times every hour you'll see brief streaks of lights from meteors, sometimes called shooting stars. It's derived from the word meteoris, meaning high in the air. Meteors are tiny bits of interplanetary debris slamming into the Earth's upper atmosphere at about 75 miles per hour. So, so just... How big are these bits of debris? And, and that's not 75 miles. It's 75 miles above the atmosphere, not miles per hour. But just how big are these bits of debris, Chambry? Well, the particles hitting our atmosphere are not large. Incredulously, they're no bigger than sand grains. And something the size of a pea can create a meteor that's dramatically bright like a fireball. That's because they strike at 45 miles per second, and all that kinetic energy is rapidly dissipated by frictional heat. A meteor's brightness depends on its mass and the speed at which it enters the atmosphere. In fact, we see a meteor streak not because the particle is burning up, but instead because air molecules along its path become flash heated to thousands of degrees. Meteors can occur at any time on any night and appear in any part of the sky. On most nights, a half dozen of these sporadic meteors appear hourly. So what's the big deal about sleeping under the stars once August comes round, Soleil? Well, it just so happens that several times each year, Earth encounters a stream of gritty debris left in space by a passing comet, and the result is a meteor shower. You'll notice the difference if you watch the sky for a half hour or so during one of these events. Not only do the number of meteors you see go up, but also the meteors seem to fly away from a common point in the sky called the radiant. This is the trick of perspective because all these particles are traveling in parallel, part of a vast but sparse river of rubble, river of rubble that spread all around the comet's orbit. There are several meteor showers every year, but the Pierced meteor shower is the beloved of meteor showers because it happens on warm summer nights and because it usually puts in a spectacular show. Right, Chambry? Yes, indeedy, Soleil. This year, the Pierced meteor shower will burst into light. This August, as Earth passes through the long trail left by comet Swift-Tuttle, which orbits the sun every 130 years. And this year, it's slated to put on a spectacular show. The meteors will be an outburst in 2016, which means they'll appear at double the usual rates. So, this August, instead of seeing about 80 Pierceids per hour, the rate could top 150 and even approach 200 meteors per hour. Well, that means it's indeed a meteor shower. That's the name, shower. Good one. It's the first such outburst since 2009. They are typically fast and particularly bright meteors. They frequently leave persistent and gorgeous trains of light weaving across the celestial sphere. We have watched them out in the yard since we were little, and the trick is to try and say money, money, money three times before they disappear. Or at least that's what my great-grandmama told me as she did out on the plains of Colorado long, long ago. Predicted peak morning is in 2016 is usually the night of August 11th through the 12th, evening of August 11th, morning of August 12th. 
A waxing gibbous moon will be interfering with the show, but it'll be gone from the sky by the pre-dawn hours. For best results, watch after moonset and before dawn over several mornings. Say, August 11th, 12th, and the 13th. Oh, and just in case you were wondering why they're called Pierced Meteors instead of the Comet Swift Tuttle Meteors, that's because the radiant is from, it's coming from the constellation Perseus, and Perseus is low in the northeastern sky by 11 p.m. for observers on those nights, so kind of looking towards Ajax, I would say. So, Leigh, can you give us some tips on seeing the best show of meteors possible? Meteor showers usually peak during the pre-dawn hours, though they're typically active a few nights before and after the peak date of the shower. Note that the rates are for ideal conditions, very dark skies, which we are fortunate to have here in Telluride, and nights that are free of moonlight or light pollution, with the radiant nearly overhead. For the best possible viewing experience, find a dark location, make yourself comfy in a reclining chair, and tuck up in your favorite sleeping bag. And don't forget to switch off all the lights in the house, too. So just to recap, you guys, the most important info on the Pearson meteor shower, according to the International Meteor Organization, the shower's 2016 maximum should come between 1 a.m. and 3.30 a.m., which is reasonably, reasonably good timing for Western North America. The moon, just past first quarter, should set around midnight or a little afterward. Even so, start watching on the evening of the 11th as soon as the radiant near the double cluster in Perseus clears the horizon. Then stay up as late as you can. Sweet, sweet midsummer nights to all of you and make a wish upon a star. Thanks for listening to Voices, Voices of, of the, the Valley, Valley Flora and, and Fauna. And thank you, Kodo. Thank you, Kodo.